0: Greetings from the Pod Squad Kitchen, and welcome to part two into our delve into cooking and technology tips for people with visual impairments and without. In fact, off the back of this discussion, Alex from UCAN has gone out and bought himself a slow cooker. He tells me he's a complete convert and is now evangelising to friends and family about the magic of the slow cooker, even though most of them got one years ago and are pretty fed up of him going on about them. He also wants to let you know that, as we speak, there's a Caribbean chicken cooking in his slow cooker for the first time, and the smell is indescribable. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, your guess is as good as mine. But yes, slow cookers really are affordable and fantastic kitchen tools, and if you haven't discovered them yet, have a listen to this. And also, keep an ear out, for some controversial tips concerning using a Twix to tell if you've got enough water in your teacup. Official UCAN disclaimer, don't do this. Right, slow cookers, let's go. Yeah, we, we do a lot in a slow cooker. Um, I, I, I find it really nice. Um, but in, in, in fact, uh, we do... Uh, one thing which is really good is like barbecue pulled pork in a slow cooker. And so you just whack a big, um, usually a a shoulder, bit of shoulder in there, um, cover it in barbecue sauce and then I add whiskey to it. So mixture of barbecue sauce and whiskey um, and then some herbs, some spices, whatever you want, a bit of honey and let it cook on high for an hour and then turn it down to low and let it cook for about six, six, seven hours And then an hour before the end, take the lid off and shred it. I I, I put a massive carving fork right through the middle of it and then get two forks and just shred it around the sides. Then put your lid back on and let it go for another hour. Absolutely beautiful. And it's the whiskey that makes the difference, let me tell you. (laughs)
1: That's good to me. It It usually is, isn't it?
0: All these meals sound nice and tasty,
2: but um, some people... i not very confident at cooking, so with the air well, fryer, well, that's is, a good point. Basic things can be cooked and quickly and easily. Like, there's enough um, space in a basic air fryer to cook like enough for like two, one or two people anyway. We have like
0: enough chips in there and chicken nuggets in there. Hmm. We would tend to only probably do. Well, I mean, we're we're, we're quite confident co- at, at cooking. Me and my my other half. So we, what we would generally do is do one thing in the air fryer so if we were doing steak we'd probably grill steak and do the chips in the air fryer um but i think that the the thing about the slow cooker about the the pulled pork i just described really really easy and and it's really good for low confidence cookers because all you do i mean the the slow cooker is just as easy as the air fryer you turn it it's in fact it's easier because there's no temperature dial all there is is three settings off Low and high, so you're, you know, you've got three clicks, you know, like a clicking dial. Um, so you you put in that, and you can cook it. You can do everything in the the, the body of the slow cooker, so that there's no mess. So you put your pork in, you pour your barbecue sauce on top of it, you pour your whiskey on top of that, you shake your salt and pepper and your your chili flakes or whatever on top of that. Give it a little bit of a, a toss, you know, to make sure it's covered the pork. Um, and turn it on, and you're off. You know, it's 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 as simple as that. And and I think that the the good thing about slow cookers is for people, uh, you know, with with low confidence in cooking, which I used to be. I used to be awful, absolutely dreadful at cooking, um, and it, it really got me down because it meant that although it's it's very easy and 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 simple to make chicken nuggets and chips or a microwave meal or whatever, if you want to eat healthier. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it to promote healthy eating necessarily, but it's it's about eating better quality. So, like f- for me, mm. steak is always going to be um, a great thing, and steak isn't actually that unhealthy. So, being able to to grill that, or as I say, getting some some chicken breasts and, and slow cooking them or something, um, <clears throat> just means that you can have you know, a better variety. And microwave meals are great, aren't they, when you're in a pinch, but um, what you make yourself will always be tastier. A lot of us that have I think, on. suffer
1: from, you know, what's convenient at the time, especially if you come back from work and you're a bit, well, you know, do I? Because I cause I've had that thing before where something that seems very easy on like a YouTube video or watching somebody else in the family do it It takes twice as long for me because i have to figure out everything and double check it and like i'm one of these people that sits by the oven obsessively if i know there's something in there um paranoia i don't want to burn the bloody thing so um so i just get i get very fussy about it but it's kind of like sometimes you get in, in your head so much that it takes longer to prepare something. And I have fallen victim to, well, maybe I'll just put something in the microwave because it'll be easier. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's it's, yeah, it's that's oh, a natural oh, yeah.
0: thing, isn't it? And and actually, I, I, that that is a, a, a sort of blindness or visual impairment thing, but I think a lot of people will, will come mm. across it. You know, I mean... Um, a lot of the lads that I went to uni with, I mean, they, they couldn't cook. They couldn't do that. They, you know, and, and it's and, and I couldn't at the time. but um, and, and, and I think blindness adds to that. So, like, the hob, for example, I could not use a hob until about two years ago, and now I'm flying around on it. Um, but it was because no one had been able to teach me properly because most sighted people get a bit scared when they think about teaching a blind person, a totally blind person, to use a, a red-hot hob. But my girlfriend at the time was like, "Well, I've been using it for years," so, and she t- showed me how she did it, and you know, now it's now it's the easiest thing in the world, and it, it's it's practice at the end of the day. It's it is like absolutely yeah. anything else. Um, you, get to, you get you get you you start off and you are nervous, and and I mean, I still I still I'm a bit like you to be honest with you. I do get a bit paranoid about food. I, I want it to be perfect, um, and I don't want to burn anything or ruin anything. But you get past the stage, I got past the stage where you actually start, you know, stop worrying as much and just start enjoying cooking. And for me, like, the idea, if I think of a meal that I fancy, that, you know, let's say I I, I fancy um, a lot, like the fried chicken, for example, and I don't want to spend however much money on a takeaway or whatever, then you just start to enjoy the fact that you can make these gorgeous meals yourself and then, you know, you eat them and, and it's, it's lovely. So it's, it, but, but then it's not for everyone. Like cooking is, 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 is sort of, yeah. well, it is an essential, but not everyone's going to enjoy it. So you've got to adapt it to what you need. Don't you, you know?
1: Well, is there any tips that we can give people? For example, I always I'm a big proponent of putting the hot water into tea first so that I can differentiate the color of the tea from the cup I've just put it in.
2: I think you meant to that put that the hot water in before the milk coil.
1: Yeah, I always put the hot water well, in. Some people don't.
2: Some yeah, people do the they other way. they make a wrong cup of tea because normal yeah. cup of tea you put the hot water in, <laughs> yeah. you put the tea bag Very in, the cool. hot water in. Yeah. yeah. then the sugar
0: in this is a can of worms this
2: one worms. get off cups of
1: teas when you put food or drink in anything it's good to have some kind of contrast so that you know wow if if it's a white cup then obviously I'm looking out for a different coloured liquid and that's 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 obvious Uh, it's why like I don't it's not good really for me personally to have like black plates and stuff like plain white plates seem to be quite good for just putting food down on and you can just you can tell where everything is whereas darker colour cutlery and stuff I know it I know it looks nice but I mean trying to spot anything but with the cups of tea thing isn't it like
2: I I don't know the exact name of it one of you will know you stick it on your cup. and it, Liquid level indicator. Yeah, liquid level indicator. Now, if you have no confidence in pouring the water and all those things, one of those things is, like, top investment for you. Or another thing i noticed before, it, like, you know, like, say, if you add a um, Twix, stick a Twix on top of your cup. I know it sounds stupid, but then if your Twix falls off, it means the water's pushing it off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's a waste of a Twix though.
2: No, because you're, twi- you're gonna eat the Twix, you're gonna eat the and you're gonna dip it in your cup of tea.
0: Liquid level indicators are useful because, um, generally speaking, they've got they've got two levels, if you will. So when it first hits the the bottom level, it starts beeping, and then the next level, it starts beeping faster. Which, um, when I first started, was quite useful for cups of tea because when it first started beeping, you stop and that gives you basically enough room to put the milk in and then it that when the next level starts um you know you you've sort of you're at the top right i i would <clears throat> i mean I, I know this is not very um pc or how anyone would do it but i i i would personally try and um if i was teaching someone or whatever try and you know gently persuade people not to use li- liquid level indicators because They, I think for me, they do, um, it's okay in your own house, but like, I want to be able to pour a cup of tea wherever I am, um, whether that's in a hotel or whether that's at someone's house, a friend's house, a relative's house. And I I don't want to get into a situation whereby if I haven't taken a liquid level indicator with me, I'm not confident, I'm not confident pouring a cup of tea. So there's a couple of things I did to manage that um one was and yes this will cause lots of controversy but it's all and and, and i know people will argue about this until the end of time whether you put the milk in or the water in with a cup of tea it doesn't make a difference it literally doesn't my 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 girlfriend's parents i'd been making them tea for months and they love it they love my tea and then they discovered that i put the milk in first and they were like what are you doing that's completely wrong yeah, but it, you've drank it for the last few months. It's absolutely fine. It doesn't make a difference whether you put the water in first or the milk in. So I'm not <laughs> going to say my way's right. I'm not going to say that it's wrong. It's just a, a different way of doing it. But what happens is when you put the milk in first is that you know then that you've got the rest of the mug to play with when it comes to water. You don't have to stop at a certain point apart from when it's full. Um, and again, there's a, few, there's a few techniques. One is the sound. So the water, the the pitch of the, the the water going in changes as the the cup gets hotter, and just stick your finger in. If it, it, yes, it's hot, but it's not boiling.
2: Oh yeah, it's not going to be boiling, boiling. It's like not going to burn. Yeah, it's the top of the cup. The, yeah, it's not the top gonna... of the cup's only like to the to your nail anyway. you yeah. You don't want to dip your finger. You're not no, like no, ramming no. your hand
0: in. And obviously, <laughs> so you, you only do that. You don't have to keep your finger in there until it hits it. That's not what I do. So the. As I say, you'll get used to, and you can do this with cold water to get used to it, you will hear the sound change as the cup gets fuller. It goes, sort of thing, right? That's a rubbish example. But when you fill up a cup, even if you just fill it from the tap, you will hear it change as the water gets closer to the top of the cup. So once you start to learn that, you'll go, oh, that's possibly roughly at the top. Then you dip your finger in. And if you've still got a lot of room left, then you put a bit more in. Um and as I say, it'll become second nature, nature to you eventually. Like you can pour it and not have to put your finger in because you'll know exactly where that pitch stops, where it's full. It's not wrong for you to lose to use a liquid level indicator either, if that's what you're comfortable with. That's what you're comfortable with. Simple as that. But I you know, for me, it's it's being able to do that without one is more beneficial just because that means you can you can make a cup of tea wherever you are.
2: How oh, about sharp knives and that, then, Rob? Like, obviously, like you said, when you start stuck like, with the poor pole situation, like, some people like nervous about picking up a big sharp knife, obviously, and then like, <coughs> buying it, the, like, it's scared they're going to cut themselves or, like,
0: not be able to use it properly, like, with, like, technique or anything. So, uh, the one thing I would say is if you're scared, don't do it. See, I, I, I find cutting one of the easiest things because. It is very, you can you can touch every bit of that knife to make sure it's in the right place, and then take your hand away and just keep your hand on the handle, or hold it straight. It's very tactile. Cutting is very tactile, and actually, <clears throat> I think there's way less danger in cutting something up than there is with pouring a cup of tea, um, because it's so tactile, and you've just got to know exactly what you're cutting and what you need to do. the the one The one thing I would say is forget about tidiness. Um, not forget, but if you're worrying too much about cutting something in a certain way, um, <clears throat> you're going to be more likely to cut yourself. But ultimately, you, you have to be tactile. You have to know where you're cutting um, and know how to cut. You know, and, and use the right knife for the job. It's all. Oh, yeah. It's all things that you get used to. Like you don't want to cut a big piece of steak with a bread knife. Oh yeah, you don't I, like okay. attempt an onion
2: or something with a bread knife. Like I yeah. found way I cut an onion the best. Like, is if, like, I stick a fork in it, like, peel it, cut the ends off first before I've peeled it, then peel it. And then stick a fork in it, or cut it in half, so it's in, like, split in half. And then stick a fork in the middle of it, and then, put like, cut through the fork, so cut round the fork. Or if, you're obviously, you've got a big enough fork, you can slide your knife in each gap of the fork. Yeah. And drop it down. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then like dice, obviously you will you like big slices of onion then, but it's still chopped. And yep. I found another thing when I cook <clears> like joints of meat, I'll jam it with a fork, like jam it with a fork and then just slice down there.
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely with a joint of meat. Um, it just, especially if you get a big carving fork with just two or three prongs on it, get it whack it, whack it straight in the middle, and um, you can then cut around it. But it's it's knowing that where your hand is and where the knife is. And if you've got your ha- if you've got your knife to the side of your hand, it's knowing that you're not gonna cut yourself unless unless you change the position. Mm. But also, uh, um the the slow cookers, I mean I just looked at those and they're like twenty. They're grid. even cheaper. I mean 14 oh, yeah. quid. Yeah, absolutely. 15 o- o- ours, quid-ier. Yeah. ours is huge. Ours is the biggest <sniffs> slow cooker I've ever seen. And <laughs> you know, I think we paid twenty five quid for it or something. Do you know why you can cook lovely in a slow cooker as well? People look cook. You take all day a curry.
2: Yeah. But you leave it all day. If you do it the first thing in the morning, leave it on all day on low.
0: Come I back. I you say cup of tea
2: then. And a nice stew cooks nice in them. Um, do stuff like that in a slow cooker if you add one of them. So then if you add an air fryer and a slow cooker, people, you can make a homemade curry instead of a microwave curry and have some chips in your air fryer. Absolutely. Then you could stick some naan bread
0: in your air fryer or maybe in a toaster, Cause, cause stick to on your badges a, in an air fryer. To make a homemade curry, right? I mean, look, you can go into making the sauce if you want, and and I I, I, I will do that. Um, but it's as simple as getting some chicken, getting a jar of sauce, getting some onions, and and especially in like a, a slow cooker, I wouldn't even bother chopping the onions that much. I would peel them, chop off the ends, and just quarter them. So cut it in half... And then cut them in half again. Two onions at the bottom of your slow cooker. Cut your chicken up. You don't even again. You don't even have to cut your chicken up if you don't want to. Keep them whole. Keep your breasts whole and cut them afterwards because it'll get. Oh, they'll you know. fall apart in a slow cooker yeah, all day. They'll just. absolutely. So even break if off. It, you know if you're not comfortable cutting up raw meat or whatever, get it in that slow cooker and it'll do the job for you. Pour your sauce on top and leave it. And and you know you've got a curry. I mean. Yes it takes a long time but that's why it's called a slow cooker you know is
2: Oh the, the, the stew in them as well like this level, like this like yeah. possibilities is endless with like slow cookers and air fryers and like we said they are
0: really easy to use like like um like the pulled pork thing I did if I didn't if I if I got a different joint of meat and didn't put barbecue sauce you got roast pork so oh yeah you know you got your roast pork then ready for some roasties and carrots and you know, and you you've got a port of dinner, so I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, and you can get you can get most stuff done easily. Um, there's always there's always alternatives. Look, because I, I know some people just won't get used to the hob, and I and I'll be I didn't think I ever would. So I'm I'm thankful I have, but it's not the end of the day. That there are always alternatives now, but it's about getting away from there's you can have easy and also good quality as you say rather than buying a, a microwave meal or a microwave burger or whatever you just you know, whack them in the air fryer whack them yeah. in the slow cooker and and as you, you mentioned before the George Foreman grill oh yeah absolutely brilliant endless amount of things on a yeah. George Foreman grill and it cooks both sides at once so you don't have to worry about flipping because um, the lid cooks as well yeah so, you can make um like cook breakfast with a George Foreman and an yeah. air fryer
2: yeah. So, like, you could stick some hash browns in your air fryer and maybe, like, something else, uh, like, if you wanted to, and then you could stick your bacon and your sausage and you know, a George Furman, some beans in the microwave. You've got to cook breakfast. Good to go. Absolutely. Take less than 20 minutes and you'd have a cooked breakfast on the plate in front of
0: you. Last night we um, we had salmon, and so we had two fillets of, of of nice salmon and we just put a bit of salt and pepper on them and banged them on the George Foreman, and five minutes wow. they're ready, you know, and <laughs> and they're just absolutely lovely. The, the the skin goes all nice and crispy, and
2: yeah, and anything that's unhealthy, it like like oil, drains fats, away,
0: it drips out in a George Foreman grill in, into the tray, yeah, just drips straight away. Well, oh, there we go. The You Can Pod Squad recipe book, with absolutely no references to Twixes whatsoever, will be available from all good booksellers very soon just a little joke of course. Right, we'll be back soon with a heartwarming look at one of UCAN's most enduring workshops, Maggie's
1: Club. Bye for now and take care.